Hello there. My name is Joshua and welcome to the homeostasis diet. This first series of podcasts is going to be called the homeostatic line. If you decide to listen to the end of this very first podcast, you're going to learn things about yourself that you do not know now. And among the things you learn, they may significantly impact the quality of your life. We've been taught a thought, and most of us are thinking it, and I know you weren't thinking that I was about to say pneumon ultramicroscopic coniosis next, did you? So, there's a lot of randomness in our universe, and I'd like to bring some of that randomness into a very sequential piece of living that you can use to improve the quality of your life. And now I'm basically going to give you the start of the restart button here, which is a program we have online, but that's another conversation for another day, so let's jump into things. First... I need you to take a couple deep breaths, like breathe air, because what was the first sentence I said? How many breaths did you take in the past 30 seconds? How many times have you blinked since listening to what I'm saying? Now, go ahead and breathe, nice and deep, in and out. Go ahead and yawn, because if you're not there, then everything I'm telling you won't stick. And this is one of the big things that I've learned in time, where we're there, right? But are you really there? So now, if anything I say aligns with your reality, it must have been a coincidence. I know nothing more than a thought that I've been taught, and this is my honest attempt at thinking. Thinking, all right, I don't like podcasts, but everyone kept telling me to make one, so I made one. And now I'm thinking what are the most valuable pieces of words that I can stream together in a conscious thought and give you in conversation. And here they are. The number one thing that I can tell you that everyone needs to do is read more books. Don't just do podcasts. Podcasts are like this hyped up miniature version of knowledge and you're going to miss the point. And if you miss the point of knowledge, there was no point in really learning it in the first place, right? You see, there's no point if you miss the point. Now, many people may disagree with not listening to podcasts. However, I have heard podcasts and that I have also read the books from the authors and basically the authors that go on podcasts are kind of just dumbing down the information that they've put in the book. They're going to miss out on so much extra compare and contrast. So my first takeaway here is please, please, please uh, start to read books. And many of you might know that I read books on 3.5 speed. The reason I read books on 3.5 speed is just because I really didn't like some authors and how slow they talked. And uh, that author's name would be Osho. You can look up Osho International. If I had to give a book reference from here, I'd say Living in the Illusion and the Fear of Truth and then The Secret of Secrets. That was honestly one of the only books that I actually couldn't read in a day, so I'll remember that book forever because I was priding myself on being able to complete a book in a day because the majority of people don't even read a book in a month. And they told me that the average CEO was reading 60 books in that year. So I was like, well, guess I got to read more than 60 because I don't want to be no average CEO of no average company that already exists. So takeaway number one, don't always listen to podcasts. And I know that might sound rhetorical as I'm recording a podcast telling you not to listen to podcasts while you're listening to a podcast. All I'm saying is that if you're trying to learn something about someone, learn and earn what that someone is trying to teach you, then I highly consider finding all of the books that they have written and read them. Because in reality, if an author has written 12 books and you read all 12 books that he has wrote, you're going to be able to take his frame of reference and use it for the perspectives of the life that you're trying to live. So takeaway number one, read more books. And if you want a list of books, I promise you my website has 
hundreds of references of books and a majority of the books that I'm referring to people are the ones that actually echo into the future, which means, you know, for instance, the 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. That book is going to tell you you're basically not trying hard enough. You're severely underestimating what it takes to actually get to where you want to be in the health and the wealth parts of our lives, where it's not easy to eat healthy when all of your friends eat unhealthy. It's not easy to be wealthy when all of your friends are not. And trust me, I came from both the unhealthy and the unwealthy place of my life. And I consider wealth and abundance where I wake up on a daily basis and I have nothing to worry about. I have no needs. I have some wants. And my wants are to give to others who have needs. So now, after we're reading a bunch of books, you're going to want to learn something pretty essential here. And it's called the brain-derived neurotropic factor. BDNF, you can look up somebody called Rita Lenavidi Marticini if you'd like to learn more about the BDNF. Basically, it's considered miracle growth for your brain. Now, I don't know about you, but when I first started learning about all this brain stuff, I said BDNF, neurogenesis, neuroplasticity, what are all of these alien words? And then you realize they're actually some of the most important words that are about to change your entire life. Like, I'm trying to produce the world's most beautiful symphony orchestra for your mind right here, so I'm going to give you things that you don't know right now. And now you know what brain-derived neurotropic factor is, because it's considered miracle growth for your brain. Now, when I learned about BDNF being miracle growth for the brain, I was like, what is this? BDNF is going to lead you into learning about neurogenesis, which is the birth of new brain cells in the memory and learning center. Neurogenesis is going to lead you into learning about neuronal plasticity, or neuroplasticity, which is the formation of brain cells. So that led me to learning one thing called fasting. And I didn't eat for 20 hours a day every single day for an entire year. I wasn't eating for three to five days at the beginning of every single month. And let me tell you how fast my mind changed. It was probably, I can't even actually tell you. I really don't know. I just know that I wanted to read a book every single day that entire year. I was reading two to three books on the weekends. I wasn't eating on the three to five days at the beginning of every single month. And if the month fell on a weekend, I'd be crushing out three to four books in a weekend at a minimum. Because I know what I didn't know. And I know I knew nothing. So takeaway number two, we're going to read books, but we need to retain that information from the books. We need to make sure it sticks. So let's make our brain nice and plastic. Let's increase the generation of new neurons in our brain. And then let's sprinkle some brain-derived neurotropic factors so we can have some miracle growth for those new connections. Now, obviously, do your own research. I'm just some random person online that's been doing some crazy stuff for the past couple years. That crazy stuff may include being able to reverse depression and anxiety naturally. And you think I'm kidding until you watch the 26-minute video of my crazy wall. And in the next episode, I'm actually going to go over that crazy wall of information. So, number two, fasting. Remember the phrase called, wake up, don't eat, let your glycogen deplete. When you're consuming sugars, you're causing glycation, which is sugar binding to your bodily proteins. Whether the carbohydrate sources are good, uh, you may not be producing AGEs. If the carbohydrate sources are bad, then you can guarantee that you're absolutely wrecking your gut microbiome health and you are causing AGEs and glycation all day long. And that actually will in time cause insulin resistance if you're consuming sugars at the wrong time. The glycation and the formation of beta amyloid plaques in your brain that slow down synaptical plasticity. So, you know, when parents are like, he just doesn't listen. Well, what are you feeding your kid? 
Do you think his brain can form new connections with the average child diet? I would like to say no, but what do I know? So number two, you're gonna fast because that's gonna speed up your synaptical plasticity. It's going to wake up, don't eat, let your sugar store replete. And then you're gonna start to run on ketones. Ketones are 2.1 times the mitochondrial energy. You're going to experience a very significant increase in your overall well-being and vitality when you decide to fast. However, if you are fasting wrong, you will not. And some of the biggest things that I've learned about fasting wrong means, okay, I didn't get enough B5 the day previously. And B5 is responsible for aiding in your body going through a process called intermetabolic switching. So that means that we're switching from carbohydrates as our fuel source to fats as our fuel source. This means that B5 is going to help your brain be able to utilize the ketones as fuel. Because in our life, the majority of us were born and we have never fasted a day in our life. Like if anybody told me, oh, just don't eat food, I'd be like, what? Humans need to eat food. Oh, oh my gosh, no, they do not. Humans do not need to eat as much food as they are eating on a daily basis. And if you introduce fasting to a majority of our society, a lot of our problems would start to go away. Because not only will we grow our brains, we will grow our bellies. So takeaway number one, try to read 60 books this year on a minimum and tell me you didn't learn some things that you don't know right now. Number two, talk to your doctor, talk to your PCP, and decide if fasting is actually right for you. But the main things for me I learned from fasting are these two words, or sentences. Wake up, don't eat, let your glycogen deplete. And that's just to remind yourself whenever you feel that hunger, whenever you might get lightheaded, you could possibly be hangry. That's why Snickers made the commercial and said, oh, hangry, eat a Snickers. They're literally taking advantage of something that is actually happening in our body and making people think that a Snickers is gonna solve your hangry problem. No, Snickers is gonna kill your gut microbiome, so don't eat Snickers. Now, the mind your gut and keep your mind comes from fasting because when you're not putting food into your belly, you have the ability to restore connections that may have been lost from eating the wrong foods to your brain. This is where, in a full circle, when a person starts to fast and their glycogen stores are depleting, their neurogenesis is going up, their neuroplasticity is going up, their brain-derived neurotropic factor is going up, their cleaning of beta amyloid plaques through autophagy is happening, the increased immune response is going down because we're allowing our gut microbiome community to shift back towards a more, uh, how would you define this? Our gut microbiome community would be shifting back to something that's not constantly just inflammatory and toxic which we do a lot of gut microbiome tests and a lot of people's gut microbiome is pro-inflammatory and toxic and the gut barrier is just like sometimes non-existent. And then a lot of people are not producing GABA. So number one, check out books. Number two, check out fasting. And then number three, microbiome health. This all started for me with just some crazy health book that told me what I was eating was trash. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Then I read another one. And it said it was trash. And I was like, yeah, whatever. And then I read another one, another one, another one, another one, another one, and I just kept reading books. And they all basically said everything I was doing was trash, which basically my diet was fast food, a bunch of sugar, uh, McDonald's for breakfast, and everything that I tell people not to eat. And I tell them not to eat it because you will experience significant changes in your reality when you don't. And the reason that you're going to experience these significant changes in your reality when you don't eat these items is due to the fact that your microbiome health is completely influenced by the foods that you're consuming. Sorry, somebody actually pulled out in front of me and decided to go 10 mile an hour. That was a little bit interesting. But our next topic is the gut microbiome health. 
So a good book you could read would be like The Microbiome Diet, The Mind-Gut Connection, The Inflamed Mind, Grain Brain, Healthy Brain, Green Brain, The Obesity Code by Dr. Jason Fung, The Plant Paradox. There is an endless number of books, and we have a 152-page resource. If you're interested in that, it is on the website for free. So mind your gut, keep your mind. Whenever I started fasting, I was recognizing a significant change in my overall mental status, which is where, how do I describe this? It's really hard to take your own thoughts inside of your mind and push them out into reality and try to make them make sense to somebody else that may or may not be listening to something fully. Take a deep breath real fast. One nice big deep breath, just so we're both on the same page. We're both here, we're both spending our time and we're both trying to make our lives better. And trust me, by the end of this, you're going to have pretty much the full circle of the things you would need to do to start to improve your reality, regardless of where you are and where you want to be. It's all math. Do you take that breath yet? <sighs> I'm really asking you that because I didn't. So, microbiome health. Mind your gut, keep your mind. That's the phrase to remember here. The reason that that phrase exists is because, well, my diet used to be McDonald's, Actually, I'll just tell you what my diet used to be, just so maybe you're in the same place so you can compare and contrast the differences that are going to happen when you decide to eat healthy and eat foods that are gag-worthy. For instance, it took me two weeks to eat kale because it was terrible, and I never ate vegetables in my life. So my mornings were sometimes actually pre-workout. That's I, I, didn't, I didn't know of coffee back then. I didn't know the benefits of coffee being in the gut microbiome. So I actually would just you know wake up in the morning, have some pre-workout on my way to a job I hated, and then I would have uh, two sausage, egg, and cheese McMuffins from McDonald's, some hash browns, and some orange juice. So immediately just lowering my brain-derived neurotropic factor. And by the way, your BDNF is associated with your glucose. So higher glucose, lower BDNF. Uh, higher glucose, higher anxiety. So yeah, uh, sugar's just bad in general. It's good at the right times, but the right times we'll talk about in another one. That's nutritional timing. So your gut microbiome health is insane. I was eating McDonald's. I would have two 12-inch chicken sandwiches from some other places, just chicken and cheese. And then I'd probably stuff a cookie or some piece of candy that was in a local place where a bunch of people just put normal foods. Like if you've ever worked at a bigger corporation, they buy like community food. And the community food's usually all garbage just because it's cheap and they're not about to spend a ton of money on their food. And that's also, if you read the book called uh, Caffeine by Michael Pollan, you'll realize, oh, that's why large corporations give people caffeine for free. I'll tell you about that in another one. But I was eating everything wrong. I'd eat the cookie, I'd get off, I'd have another pre-workout, I'd go to the gym, and then I'd either have a double wrap burrito with chicken and steak, no beans, no rice, or no, no, I'd have rice, double chicken, double steak, double wrap burrito. It's basically just, once again, a bunch of carbohydrates and no dietary fiber at all. And now when I look back, I'm like, oh no, that's why I felt like I was giving birth when I would sit down on the toilet and go to the bathroom. I was literally just not getting enough fiber in a day, which is not good. So now after I'd leave the gym, basically I was consuming between three to 4,000 calories of you name any single candy, like sour Skittles. My mouth actually waters when I think about them. That's how bad the connection is in your brain behind like these foods and the manipulation. My mouth just watered there thinking about some nasty chemical-filled substance. That's messed up. But yeah, I'd have those, Flamin' Hot Cheetos, Slim Jims, Doritos. Uh, I'd have tea drinks. I would have Monster Energy drinks. I'd have ice cream. 
I would literally crush an entire six pack of Klondike bars. So Reese Klondike bars, I would just devour those. And then, yeah, I would, you know, smoke weed. And everything about my life was just the same thing every single day. Wake up, eat crap, go to a job you hate, eat more crap, get off, eat more crap, play video games. I did that every single day in a circle. So when I started learning about the gut microbiome health was later. Like I learned about fasting. I had no clue what gut health was at that time. I was still exercising. I was experiencing great results with fasting. At one point I thought keto was the way to go because well, when you go from garbage diet to keto, you feel like keto's like the, just the godsend. You're like, I am a god. No, you're just running on a higher cellular fuel source, calm yourself down. You still need to be able to have the essential things that your gut microbiome needs to produce the essential neurotransmitters so your brain can be happy. For instance, keto diets, well, high-fat diets are known to reduce GABA, which is an essential neurotransmitter for calming your body and your brain in your prefrontal cortex by 40%. So, are high-fat diets right? I don't know. You tell me. But I don't eat one. So, going into the gut microbiome, you'll start to realize that there's like fermented carbohydrates. So, sauerkraut, for instance. I remember growing up, I didn't like sauerkraut. And I never actually even gave it a chance, but that's totally my mom's fault for just raising me like a feral cat. And uh, I would just eat whatever garbage came my way, aka bologna sandwiches with ketchup and bread. Man, my childhood was wrecked. Anyways, I started learning about gut health, and then I was like, what is this? And then they were saying, eat all of these fibrous foods, eat these fermented foods. Like I'm talking... It, don't eat your rice when you make it, put it in the refrigerator and then eat it after so you have a lower glycemic index response from it. I was like, what? So takeaway number three. Number one, more books. Number two, talk to doctor, talk to PCP, talk to somebody smarter than me, but fasting. Number three, your gut microbiome health. This is why we created the 50 Brain Cell Challenge. This is why we wrote the 24-page paper of Healthy Foods. This is why we wrote the 30-Day Vegan Detox Meal Plan. This is why I wrote an entire PDF about the homeostatic line and the services that we offer. Those are all free. So now there's no reason that you can't get started on your health and wellness journey because we have created over 152 pages of free resources. And I put in another nine-page resource in there called the Disappearing Self Magic Trick which goes over meditating. Because if you had a bad diet, you know, if you had a bad day, no, I had a bad day every day, you're probably experiencing anxiety. So lowering our glucose, meditating, having our neuronal plasticity going up as much as possible is extremely important. And at the end of this, I'm gonna tell you exactly what I did every single day for an entire year, and it is the reset button to everything. It's like uh, Goku in the Dragon Ball Z, the hyperbolic time chamber. Yeah, you want to go through the hyperbolic time chamber? Trust me, I got you on that one. Now, re-inoculating your gut's not going to be easy. Uh, if you have the funds available, I highly consider a gut microbiome test. You'll learn about those on the PDFs. But those will help you have a snapshot of exactly where you are so you know what you need to start putting into your diet or taking out of your diet in order to re-inoculate your gut as fast as possible. I can tell you I was playing the guessing game for quite a while until I realized, oh, okay, there's all this other stuff over here. And, you know, a majority of people in our society have never worked with a dietitian before. They've been to 10 doctors and zero dietitians. So I have a gut restoration dietitian that I work with. She's amazing at what she does. 
and anything that anybody gets through our company, specifically a gut test, we review them with a naturopath, doctor, dietitian, and then the services get delivered to you. So you can make sure that there's going to be multiple people looking at this before you get to see the information. So we can make sure that it's correct. Now, re-inoculating your gut, follow my 50 brain cell challenge. That is literally going to get you started with so many things that you might be doing wrong. And I only say that because I was doing them wrong. The pre-workout, the breakfast, the lunch, the dinner, the snacks all day, all night, and then sleeping four hours, and then waking up, and then devouring garbage again, and then sleeping four hours, waking up, and devouring more garbage. I was in a literal circle process of devouring things that hurt me, that were killing me, but I didn't know any better. And then when I started to learn better, I still struggled and suffered because it's not easy. Whenever you're trying to change a habit, okay, check out a book called Habits of a Happy Brain. It'll tell you 45 days. And then check out a book called The One Thing. It'll tell you 63 days. Based on a 45-day and 63-day cycle, you're going to be able to decide which one's right for you. But I can tell you that it's going to take you a lot longer than that to not have the urges to go back to eat unhealthy food. took me roughly nine months to stop eating Flaming Hot Cheetos after I had all of the information that I knew irrefutably that these were going to shorten my lifespan. I still ate them. I would, I would go eat the, the Flaming Hot and Limes, and I'd be like, mmm. And then you know what? I'd feel like trash after. And then after enough times feeling like trash, I finally gave them up. And now... Oof. I won't touch a single terrible food because I know the difference between eating healthy and eating unhealthy. And if you decide to go through our PDFs and learn, you will earn the life that you have wanted to live because food is not fuel. Well, I mean, food, food is not fun. Food is fuel. So if you eat for fun, well, I did that and it didn't work out very well. See, look at that. I messed up. I'm not going to restart a podcast over messing up like that, though. I used to. I used to have that trauma where I would record a video like 85 times. Like, I kid you not. Whenever somebody says, well, how are you, go, how are you so good at making videos? Because I failed. It failed. And failed. And failed. And then times that fail by like 25 more times. And then I finally got the take that I was like, you know what? Nah, I'm going to go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to redo all this tomorrow. So failure is a part of the process and the biggest part of failure is realizing that you're not the failure anymore. We may have had trauma growing up. This trauma may or may not have manifested into our reality in some way, shape or form. Now, even when I make a podcast like this, I promise you that I still feel stupid. I still feel dumb. And I feel like the information that I'm putting out there is not as useful as it could be or should be. But then, you know what? Many people have been asking for me to make one, so I made one. Now, three takeaways so far. Books, there's a ton of them on the PDFs. Fasting, there's three pages on the PDFs about fasting and information on the website. The gut microbiome, follow the 50 brain cell challenge, check out the information on the website. And let me give you number four. And I'm not going to overwhelm you in all of these podcasts, so I want you to try these four things. Now, number four, this is the really, really, really hard one. This is the one that most people are not going to be able to do because they say that they can't do it. And that's the whole point. You're not supposed to be able to do it. And if you are able to do this, 
then you are a much better person and further ahead in controlling your mind than many people will ever be. And number four is meditating for an hour. So now let me give you a full circle with this. I was waking up in the morning. I was breathing in my bed. I was doing the Wim Hof method. You can write this down seriously. Like this is this is my this was my daily schedule for the longest time. I would wake up in my bed and sorry, I forgot about books. I would shut off my self-love affirmations because they'd usually be over by the time I woke up. I would set my timer to wake up when my affirmations were off. Self-love affirmations would end. I would wake up. I would immediately start breathing. I would start stretching in my bed for about five minutes. I would put my book in for the day. I would go downstairs. I would go outside and then I would do just a smidge bit of yoga for like 10 minutes. I would go back inside. I would take a freezing cold shower doing the Wim Hof method. I would head off to a landscaping job that I had at the time because I knew in order to change my life that I needed to maximize the amount of time that I was able to listen to books. So I would literally have a book done by lunchtime because I worked a job that didn't require my ears. So if you're in a position where you don't have much to lose, you don't have a family, you don't have all this other stuff, you hate your job, consider getting a physical labor job because you're going to kill two birds with one stone. You're going to get your exercise and you're going to get your education all in the same day and make money. So you're basically getting paid to exercise and educate yourself. I really couldn't think of a better job than that. And I honestly just hated my job and I had nothing to lose. So I said, sign me up immediately. I was like, if you can pay what they're paying me, I'm on board. And then boom, I got hired. So I'd be on my way to work. I'd be listening to a book in my car. This is why I was listening to the books at a little bit of a faster speed because I'd be able to actually finish the books. So, you know, you're up at 5 a.m. By noon, that's almost seven hours where you're going to have maybe an hour of time where you're actually not able to listen to the book because you have to listen to some other people talk. You have to engage with other people in your surroundings. So now at work, all I was focusing on was listening to a book. Sometimes we'd have a green tea. Uh, Eventually, I learned about black coffee, but I would really just focus on water. Now, at work, digging holes, lunchtime rolls around. This is when I was fasting, so I no longer would go to lunch with people. I realized, okay, I have an hour of time. And that's when I started meditating. I learned it in a coffee shop, but honestly, we'll talk about that later. I literally was meditating for an hour in a coffee shop, and I learned about the default mode network research, and I said, you know what, let me try this. It says it works. Oh, yeah, day 26 or day 23, right around there. I say, find Zen, never stress again. Because I opened my eyes and I felt this calm where I wasn't projecting myself onto other people and thinking that they were thinking thoughts that they definitely were not. I just thought they were because I was taught a thought and I was thinking that they were thinking it. And there's no way that anybody can ever understand what another person is thinking inside of their own mind because they're not inside of your mind. So remember, people are only willing to know what you will tell them. And people only know what you're willing to tell them. So be careful what you say. Now, meditating for that hour over lunch might sound crazy. People said I was weird, but guess what? I'm in the best place I've ever been in my entire life. So recapping real fast, up to lunchtime. Lunchtime is our meditation for that hour. That that 45 minutes, that 30 minutes, we're meditating there. Because if we're not meditating, that our minds are just being pulled in whatever direction that they feel fancied, which is usually just dopamine. And the fact that we haven't understood dopamine Dopamine is one of the biggest things to understand. We'll do a podcast on that in the future. So waking up in the morning, starting a book, stretching, breathing, going outside, moving our bodies around for like 10 minutes. Just look up Qigong. 
Do some qigong in the morning. Who cares if you're weird for bending energy in your front yard? They're weird for thinking you're weird for being healthy. So tell them, get away from me. And that actually happened to me once. Somebody was like, why are you so weird? And I was like, uh, you're weird for thinking I'm weird for being healthy. Get away from me. And then that person actually never bothered me again. So there you are, standing up for yourself. Look at that magic. People won't bother you. They'll say, he's a jerk. No, I just don't like to deal with low vibrational energy. So when we go back inside, we're doing the Wim Hof method. We're getting ready for work. We're listening to a book as much as we possibly can during this. Don't do it when you're in your shower unless you have a waterproof phone and you slow your time down on your book. So whenever you're distracted with something, speeds are slower. When you're not distracted, speeds are higher. This means on a weekend, I would sit down and listen to a book on three speed because I'd have my eyes closed. I'd be sitting there and I'd be basically in a meditative state, just paying attention to the words, repeating the words in my brain. Now we get to work, blah, 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 put our book back in, lunch rolls around. Bam, we're still fasting, so we're meditating for that hour. Lunch is over. We put our book back in. We finish work. When we get off work, we exercise. Exercising is going to deplete your glycogen stores even further. So now you're going to have low sugar, low, low, low sugar. So if you're new to fasting, it's gonna be a little bit harder. Then after we exercise, then, which I'll just tell you what I was doing. I was doing OMAD. So I was getting all of my caloric needs within a three hour window. And that will be hard for a lot of people. Please, please, please talk to a doctor, talk to a PCP, talk to our dietitian. Let us figure out a diet that works for you because OMAD is not for everybody. And I was nutrition, uh, nutritionally deficient in certain things. And yeah, I didn't really know any better, but I, it was better than me eating McDonald's. I'll tell you that. So after you exercise, that's when your body is most sensitive to its carbs and sugars which means your glycogen stores are depleted, your body's really sensitive to insulin. If you consume sugar, your insulin's gonna go up, your cells are gonna absorb the sugars. This is how people that intermittent fast look really good or stay in really great shape. I consider myself in really good shape. I have a six pack, almost an eight pack. I'd have an eight pack if I did abs, I don't really train abs as much as I should, so I only have a six pack. And that's due to the fact that fasting reduces your visceral belly fat. You don't have all of this water floating around in your body. You don't have high levels of salt. You're not bloated. So you look more fit. Now, that meal, once again, the 152-page resource, those are the foods that you can choose from and find out which ones that you like. You have to find food that you like because if you're eating food that you don't like, you're going to give up on this because it's not easy. Like, I don't eat kale anymore just because I just really don't like it anymore. It's like a sweet, weird, leafy bunch of nope. So after that food... I would shower. I would take like a normal room temperature shower, like a minute, just because I don't, I didn't have water filters on my house at all. So, I mean, there's that, you know, we're not going to go into the spiraling, uh, is fluoride causing me to be dumb? I, we'll talk about that on another day. But after that meal, that's when I was in the rest and digest phase. And I would literally just listen to a book for the rest of the day. And then I would go to bed, play my subconscious affirmations, wake up and do the same thing every single day. So I was not doing anything else than that exact schedule for an entire year. So I wouldn't eat for three to five days at the beginning of every single month. I fasted 20 hours a day every single day for an entire year. I was reading a book every single day. I was meditating every single day. I was fasting every single day. I was doing the Wim Hof method every single day. I was doing Qigong every single day. I was eating within a one hour window. I wasn't exercising every day. I would exercise five days out of the week and I would actually shift my exercises so it wasn't lifting. One day would be lifting, one day would be running, one day would be biking, one day would be yoga, one day would be swimming. That's in the book called The Telomere Effect. You got to learn about oxidative stress due to overtraining.
So, yeah, I hope you were taking notes. Because if you weren't, you missed a lot of valuable resources that will in fact change your life. Because at the beginning of this, I told you, by the end of this podcast, you're going to learn things about your life that you don't know now. And among the things you learn, they may significantly alter the way that you live your life. So, remember, you can either be the people that drink beer and go out with their so-called friends and consume really unhealthy foods and go to really unhealthy places, or you can sit down for a couple years and put in the hard work and honestly, I'm, I'm in a new town, there's 10,000 people, I, I, I please leave where you grew up. It's, it's really interesting that strangers support you more than your own family. Like a client will become your friend before your friend will become a client. And, and that's what you got to realize is that a majority of our lives have been predetermined for us by the people that we were around growing up. So remember, you've been taught a thought and you're now thinking it. So thinking about the thoughts that you have been taught is going to allow you to reteach yourself the ones that actually make sense. Because I guarantee you when I was 24 years old, I knew nothing. But I thought I knew everything. And then humbling yourself to learn that you know nothing allows you to truly find your place in this reality that you want to live. So from me to you, thank you for listening to this very first podcast. And I'm going to ask some people in the next one for some topics. And then I'm going to break down each individual topic one by one to make sure that you're not missing any of the information. But that's what I did. And I'd be excited to learn what you do. And then just if you're watching this far, here's I'm going to tell you something. This is me being a little conceited right here and just kind of happy. I built a program, okay? Like thousands of books, years of failure. There's social media marketing inside of it. There's health and wellness inside of it. And the two best things I've heard... One person got a job at a national company. They quit their job. They got their girlfriend to quit their job. They're traveling full-time. And number two, somebody lost 90 pounds and read 115 books. Yeah, I'm, I'm floored by the fact that I used to be the dumb guy that woke up and did everything wrong and then played video games every single day. It's amazing. So wherever you are and wherever you want to be is as simple as this. S equals EMC3.